Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Riff. Uh, my name's Cameron and I'm a lawyer from Adams and Partners Lawyers. And today I am joined by our licensed conveyancer, Megan, to talk about all things property. Megan, how are you today? Good, thanks, Cameron. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, it's been, you know, a bit hit and miss at the moment with this whole coronavirus uh, that's been hitting all of the country. Uh, but we're starting to see the property market pick up again, aren't we? We are, Cameron. Which is a great reason to talk about what you should be considering when you are looking to purchase a property. We had to think about it and we thought the best thing to do was to get Megan back on the podcast. She enjoyed it so much last time that she just was bouncing at the walls trying to come back. So we've got her back on and Megan, let's get into it. So tell me about purchasing a property. What, what do I need to look at if I am going to purchase a property? Do I go just look on realestate.com? Do I go see a real estate agent like what's the process okay cameron so what i would suggest is that you first speak to a lender or a broker to see how much you can borrow so you do that before you find the property correct okay so i guess that gives you a good idea as to what ballpark figure you can use to be able to purchase the property there's no point looking at a million dollar property if you can't afford it that's right now it's always good to use a good mortgage broker and lender uh, and if anybody needs any help finding lenders, we do deal with a number of good lenders um, all the time, don't we, Megan? We do. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I've gone and spoken to my lender. My lender's told me that I can spend 600000 mm-hmm. I then know that. Do I come see you then or, or how do I go about it? Okay. So no, not yet. Um, Cameron. So then I, after you've found out how much you can borrow, um, it's a good idea that you make a list of features that you're looking for in, in a property. So location, um, what else would that know? Air conditioning. That's right. Yep. Things like that yep. to consider. Okay. And I swimming guess pool. swimming pool, yeah. Size of property as that's well. Right. Yep. Uh, so all that stuff. So that's when you would really start hitting realestate.com, doing your research, yep. things like that. That's okay. Right. Yep. Say I find a property in Glenmore Park. Yep. I oh. think it's pretty perfect. I go look at it on a Saturday morning, really like it. Uh, and the agent says it's hot property. Lots of people are looking at it. Um, they're saying, if you want, you can purchase it today, sign the contract. Is that true? Can I do that? How, how does that work? You can. Okay. So when once you've found a property, there's two ways to do an exchange. The first way is what we call a cooling off period where the agent um, signs the contract on a uh, cooling off. So generally a, a cooling off period for five days. Yep. Um, and within that time frame, we get you in go over the contract, order any reports that you need. So that may be pest and building or strata of a strata title. Mm -hmm. And then we get unconditional loan approval within that time. Right. With exchange. So exchange is when I sign the contract. Is that right? Yeah. Exchange is when both parties have signed a contract. Yep. Uh, The agent will date them and that's the date of exchange. Okay. And then usually if there's a cooling off, period yep. it's five days is that five business days or five normal days yeah five business days um that is a standard contract although uh, we do say recommend that you extend that time out to 10 days yeah just it makes it easier if you've got a bit more time to get your reports yep. and stuff Finance like that through and things like that now when you exchange do you usually have to pay a fee yes so when you exchange you need to pay 0.25 percent 
okay. of, of the purchase price that's yep. exchanging on a cooling off. And you pay that directly to the agent, that's yep. right? that's yep. right, into okay. their trust account. I found this property, I've agreed to exchange and I've paid the 0.25% deposit. Uh, we, I've then come to see you and we've got the Peston building, for instance, and there's something wrong with the property. What, what happens then if it's in the cooling off period? Okay, so uh, we can renegotiate if that's what needs to happen. Um, or within the cooling off period, you can pull out of the contract. So we call that uh, rescind the contract. Yep. If, however, you rescind as a purchaser, you forfeit the 0.25% right. of the deposit. But a seller can just rescind in that cooling off period and do they have to refund the deposit or does that depend on the terms of the No, contract? so a, a vendor cannot rescind within the cooling off period. Right, okay. Okay, good to know. So we've entered into the cooling off period I've now got the reports, we've renegotiated, I feel a lot better and we've agreed on a different price. Yep. From there, the things that we need to consider are the duties next. Is That's that correct? Right. Yep. So uh, when you purchase a property, you have to pay steam duty, mm-hmm. um, revenue duty. Yeah. And, and what is stamp slash revenue duty okay so it's a tax that you pay for when you purchase a property yep and do you pay that on any property you purchase or can you get around it if you're a first home buyer or how does it work so if you are purchasing for um, the first time and you're purchasing either a newly built house or a vacant land in which you tend to build uh, you can seek an exemption or concession from the stamp duty right and that's only a recent change that's right. Yeah, only First a couple of, of months. August. First of August. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, Megan. So, is there any other transfer duties that a first home buyer may need to pay if they're not buying a new house? Yes. So, if you're buying a residential property under six fifty as a first home buyer, yes, you pay no stamp duty. Yep. And then, if it's above six fifty to eight hundred, you pay a percentage. Is that right? That's so not right. The full amount. Yeah, okay. a concessional rate. And they're the only uh, grants that usually come into a play for stamp duty. If you're a person that already owns property, you don't usually get that grant. That's correct, yes. Okay. Is there any other building grants or first-time buyer grants or anything like that that people should take into account? Yes. So when you're purchasing a new home, you still get your uh, – they're still doing the grants. Okay. So if you buy like a land and house package um, – and you buy that, you'll get a grant. That's right. For that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now, if I'm buying a property and I agree to sign it at exchange and then there's something in it that's called a sunset date, what, what's a sunset date? Okay. So a sunset date gives you an end date. So a sunset date is when you're purchasing off the plan. Right. Um, so um, it gives you an end date. So the contract doesn't go on forever in a day. Yep. Yep. So I'd still pay my deposit. Yep. Once it cools off. That's right. And then I've got this sunset date, so say that's two years after we sign. Yep. Uh, and then if the property is not built or ready to be settled, yep. um, we can rescind the contract. Then. Correct. That's, that's right. right. Is that and either party can rescind? That's right. Um, however, if the vendor um, does request um, to pull out, the purchaser needs to agree. If they don't agree, then they need to get a court order. Okay. And with that, you get a, a, if you're buying off the plan, you get a 15-month extension to pay your stamp duty unless it registers beforehand and we settle. Yep, because usually it's three months to That's pay right. your stamp duty. Yep, yep. Okay. or settlement, whichever occurs first. Okay, so taking all that to the side for the moment, normal 
conveyance now. We've bought the property. We've cooled off. We've then um, unconditionally exchanged. What what do we do from there? Okay, so once you've done the unconditional exchange, um, the banker or broker will organise for you to sign what we call loan documents. So that's all the um, bank documents that you need for the mortgage. Yep. Um, and behind scenes, we're organising, um, ordering certificates so we can do your adjustments for your council, your water, and if it's strata. Yep, so you can work out exactly how much you'll need to pay on the settlement date. That's right, yes. Now, that period of time, that takes a while, but a usual settlement, it takes about six weeks, yes. is that right? so yeah. from when the contract's dated through to settlement, a standard contract is six weeks, which is 42 days. So if you've got a 10-day cooling-off period, you've only got four four weeks. That's correct, yep, yes. From the, okay. I've signed all the bank documents, everything's all good, got my approval, we've applied for the relevant duties that we need to. Where to from now? We're about to settle. What is settlement? Like, how does it work? Okay. So, settlement is when you pay the purchaser the balance of the monies. So, that includes any adjustments that need to be done. Most of the um, monies for the purchase usually comes from the bank. Yep. And this is when stamp duty is payable. So, say for instance, I buy a house for 600000 I wouldn't have to pay stamp duty first home buyer if I'm one of them. Uh, but then at settlement, not taking into account rates or anything, I would have already paid usually a 10% deposit, so 60 yep. grand. Yep. So there'd only be 540,000 that the bank would be funding. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then settlement now, well, from what I've heard, you usually go down to the land titles office and there's an exchange of documents and title deeds. Does that still happen? Or No, so that's changed. So uh, that changed um, back on the 1st of July last year. Yep. So we now settle electronically. Okay. So through a system called um, PEXA. PEXA. And that system makes it a lot easier because if for some reason you can't settle, you can just keep rolling it over on that date. That's right. Try and get everything sorted. Um, fun fact as well, listeners, uh, Megan's actually PEXA certified, so she's a bit of an expert on PEXA, which is great because you know that you're in safe hands with somebody that knows what they're doing. Okay, so we get to the settlement date, all the parties are ready, we essentially go through PEXA and we settle, everything's all good, what happens from there? How does the money get distributed? Do I have to give checks to anyone or? Okay, so that all happens prior to settlement. Um, so a couple of days before we're um, organising um, with the bank what uh, money they're providing and any shortfall that you need to put into our trust account for the mm -hmm. PEXA settlement. So what happens is it settles electronically. So um, the vendor puts in uh, their destinations of where they want the, their money to go um, and then it just comes out electronically. Um, the morning of settlement, we suggest that you do a final inspection. So that's yep. to go out to the property to make sure the vendor hasn't um, taken anything that's noted as an inclusion um, and that they're moving out and they haven't damaged anything. Yep. Yep. That's right. If they have damaged something, for instance, what happens there? What's the process? Okay. So if they have damaged something, then you get in contact with us and then we negotiate um, whether that be money um, retained so that you can fix whatever they've damaged or um, we delay settlement until they can go back out and fix whatever they've damaged. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then from there, we settle and from settlement then you just pick up the keys is that right that's right yep you pick up the keys from the agent 
And then you're an owner of a brand new property, which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. Is there anything else, Megan, that our listeners should really know about the process of purchasing a house? Not really. No, no. It's all pretty much uh, laid out there. But if anybody's got any other questions at all, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Megan's a licensed conveyancer. I deal with a lot of property law, so we can answer any questions that you may have. And like always, please uh, leave us a review or give us a like on Facebook. Our Facebook page is uh, Adams and Partners Lawyers. We've also got an Instagram now, which is Adams Lawyers. Thank you for listening. Sorry it's been a while since we've recorded, but as everybody knows, it's been very, very busy uh, out there. Uh, And I hope everybody's out there staying safe and we will have another podcast for you soon. So thank you for joining me again, Megan. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Uh, And we will be back with Megan in the future to talk um, some more things property. Okay. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. (laughs)